0: listening to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We hope you're encouraged and strengthened as you listen to this week's message. But 2 Peter 3.1 is an amazing, amazing scripture in this aspect of reminder. Peter's writing, and he writes, and he says, I want to write you again. Now as I write you again, I do this so that I can remind you. Um, another way of saying it was Peter's writing again to refresh our memory, and I don't know about anybody else, but I need to be reminded. I need my memory refreshed. I need to be reminded, and I think one of the as I was preparing over the whole week and, and just preparing this morning, I find even for myself as a pastor of of in you know that's my vocation, that's my calling. I spent many years of working. I spent 30 years outside the four walls of the church working in different vocations. But now the Lord has me shepherding, I love that word shepherding, God's people. And the greatest thing, the greatest privilege that I have is to bring encouragement. To bring encouragement to God's people to keep loving Jesus. So the reminder this morning is going to be basically the heart of it will be I want to remind you to love Jesus. To keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, This morning, morning I want to bring hope to every heart if somehow you've lost your focus or you've lost your way. So you could say, Pastor Ralph is coming this morning by way of reminder. I want to remind you. I want to refresh your memory of how good Jesus is. And I had an encounter this this, morning you guys know we use words, we use words, right? An encounter means that I had a meeting. If you have an encounter with somebody, say I had a meeting. I had an experience with them. I, I had something happen to me, and it was in my kitchen. And really what it is, it's practicing the awareness of his presence. It's, it's really believing that we have access to the Father 24-7. There's no more veil over our eyes that we can't see. I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's no more veil. There is no more walls of separation. We have the ability to be in heaven. Now, sometimes people go, ooh, it sounds a little spooky. No, actually, Jesus is in heaven. The Bible teaches, and we could there's no, you can't argue it. He is sitting right now at the right hand of the father and all his enemies are under his feet and he has won a bride or a people that are his and we're, he, is, he is victorious, he has conquered sin and death, he is the king and he has a kingdom. So these encounters are something like this. I'm sitting in my, my kitchen all alone and I was, just saying, I was just very aware that I could call on heaven at this very moment. And it takes one moment just to be completely whew, overwhelm me by your presence. And then I began to sing an old song that was not in my heart before that, but you know the you know song? So the way I would say this is Jesus makes me happy. Jesus always makes me happy. All the time. <clears throat> I mean, I could be like going through... Difficulty. So anybody know that song? I've got sunshine on a cloudy day And when it's cold outside, I've got the month of May I guess you'll say, what can make me feel this way? Jesus, Jesus, I'm talking about you, Jesus. And man, I just like start crying. And for me, I always cry. I don't know why, I just cry. I melt, I just, oh, I love you so much. And you just like, I can't believe you're so good and you just touch me and you just. <laughs> and it's like, and then he just fills you up and you're, You know, we use some language here. This morning, when Jessup released, there was a break or anointing on her to release the person of the Holy Spirit that we would drink him in. And I'm telling you, I studied this word because people get offended. These are the weird people who want to drink him in. They're the weird people who want to drink him in. They take little buckets and they make believe they're drinking him in. And they talk about soaking and drinking him in and being filled and drinking him in. They're the weird weird people at the church down the road. I dare you to study the scripture. Break it down nuance by nuance. It means to be completely absorbed, to drink him in. And there's an ease of drinking in the new covenant of the gospel, of the good news of Jesus because he paid for it all so jesus makes us happy he makes us happy so i want to remind you this morning that everything i say points to jesus making us happy and i want to remind you of how exciting he is and how beautiful he is and today i get the privilege and the honor of reminding god's people of god's love which our beautiful sister spoke of this morning, and to know him, to know God. Once we were lost and now we're found, Jesus accomplished for us what we could have never accomplished by ourselves. That broken relationship that we had with God has now been restored through the shedding of his blood and him doing the will of the Father. So my desire this morning is to remind you of how good he is. So we've been having a little bit of fun with this uh, AT&T commercial. You guys know the one with the kids? You know It is the best commercial on TV right now. But uh, he does this one like Infinity and Beyond Infinity, and he does this. Right? So when Chris Dupre was even here, we had some fun doing, the, I'm going to call them mind poppers. Remember I was doing the wowser button for a while? It's a wowser. We're going to do like slow motion, mind-popping revelations. Because I tell you what, here is the deal. The number one I want number one, revelation produces transformation. Amen. If you aren't transformed by this amazing good news, then you have not had revelation of it. God's desire is for his people to be transformed, to be changed, to go through a metamorphosis. What is the most beautiful example we all grew up with? The little monarch butterfly, right? Class. That's not a, okay, the little caterpillar goes on the tree and all the little dusty bowl comes out this beautiful monarch. Right or wrong? I mean, do, is that an awe that you just you just forget about the butterfly and the monarch and the transformation that happens? You know, his whole DNA changes; he's completely transformed. Our DNA will be completely transformed. Revelation of the King and His Kingdom, the New Covenant, will produce transformation. You will no longer live like you used to live. So I want to talk about revelation. Revelation is the lifting of the veil. So my favorite definitions, definitions of Revelation. The veil has been lifted. That thing that was hidden has now been disclosed. How many fingers do I have behind my finger, in my hand? Nobody can see. I'm revealing it to you. It's one. It was hidden and now it's, disc- it's disclosed. So Jesus Christ came for many reasons. We could Go down and study some beautiful scripture. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to do the will of the Father. He had an assignment from the Father to accomplish. Remember, at the end he said, I've done your will. I've finished my assignment. I've done the work you've asked me to do. He came to destroy the works of the devil, which is one of my favorite. Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. That, but in my opinion, because I would, I would say, I can't say this is a Bible, a scripture that says this is the greatest thing he did. But in my opinion, the greatest thing that Jesus did was he revealed the Father. Jesus is God. I love looking at your faces. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In Hebrews 1 it says Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the exact perfect representation, the stamp, the perfect engraving of the Father. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. When you have revelation that Jesus is the Father, and the Father is in the Son and the Holy Spirit, you know, that's that crazy thing, right? The Father, the Son the Holy Spirit. They're all one, one God. But we need revelation. When we have revelation, we're changed. That thing that is hidden is now appearing. We can discern it. Transformation is change. Radical change. God himself revealed himself to us. So that means God himself was the one who... Who allowed us to be transformed? Think about it like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just do a quick pause. I'm learning to slow down a little bit. I'm practicing that deliberately because sometimes I get so fired up, <laughs> and then I'll beat myself up a little bit because I've realized I left like eight points off that I really wanted to share. Because right there, I'm going to backtrack. 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's New King James. Uh, The King James says it like this. Did you see that word? What was the word they used there? Unveiled. But we all with unveiled face. Now remember, there's nothing blocking your view, right? If you have an unveiled face, you can see clearly. There's no vowel over your eyes. King James. I like King James. But we all with open face. That's kind of nice, right? Wanda has an open face sandwich. You know what that is? You got anybody else do that? Open face sandwich? It means you don't put a piece of bread on top so you can see it. It's an open face sandwich. We all with open face, nothing is blocking our view. We can see clearly. No more veil covering our eyes. So here's the King James. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We're being transformed, we're being changed. The NIV, 2 Corinthians 3.18, And we, who with unveiled faces, all reflect the the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So revelation produces transformation, okay? All week I've been praying that sometimes the simplest thing, what I'm going to share, and this is all just pre, what I'm going to share on. Obviously I've cut down what I'm going to share to make this this, this, this as value. Because if we don't have revelation, we've just sat through another 35, 40 minute message and we leave the same way we came or there's no transformation during the week of the revelation that God wants to reveal to us we asking the holy spirit today for revelation okay so shut your eyes for me holy spirit we ask you for revelation because we can't do it by ourselves. We thank you that as believers you dwell, abide in us, and we, are, we will never stop being, having you reveal things to us. So today, this morning, Holy Spirit, we ask for revelation that your working in us produces a transformation, a change in the way we think, in the way we act, and the way we live, because you revealed something to us that has changed us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? It's radical. <clears throat> Let's talk about a radical change for a minute. What happened when you were lost? You had a revelation, right? Jesus is Lord you don't have that revelation, you can't bow your knee. Everyone has their story. I tell people, if you don't have a story, then you might not be born again because you have to know you were born again. You have to know you were born again. Paul, I love that little, that's right. You have to know you've been born again because God revealed something to you that you could never have seen. I was in prison in a jail cell not wanting to know God, and God revealed himself to me, and he was, Jesus is Lord. And I bowed my knee, and I received him. I repented, and I believed I was born again. That's about as radical as that butterfly story I told you. (laughs) Because before, I used to think like this, and talk like this, and act like this, and in a moment, I was transferred from a domain of darkness into the kingdom of his son, And that's a pretty radical transformation, right? And we all need to have that story. But that revelation produced a transformation that my parents were freaking out the next time I called home. My brother said, are you a Jesus freak? I said, I don't know what that means. I love Jesus. I guess if I'm a Jesus freak, I'm a Jesus freak. And I have little cassettes that my father used to tape us. He was like Nixon, the Van Auken tapes. (laughs) But he loved, he loved taping. He had a little gadget you put on the phone back in the day. He was high-tech, a gadget guy. And, uh, and I used to have conversations with my parents and my siblings and my friends, and there was a lot of swearing, a lot of F-bombs, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I was embarrassed later because I was like, I used to talk that way in front of my parents. And all of a sudden, I got, you, know, you get radically changed. All of a sudden, I'm not talking like that anymore. What happened? You know, I just got... The right? butterfly story, right? It's like, see, I got changed. So, trans so revelation produces transformation. Are you with me? You cannot be the same. Psalm forty-two says, He also brought me out of a m- horrible pit, a miry pit, a pit, and He set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. You know, we were lost. It was I was in a pit. And he reached into the pit and said, I love you. I'm revealing myself to you. I've cleansed you with my blood. I've forgiven all your sin, and I'm putting you on a rock. Jesus is a rock. The storms can come. I've been, I, so we are born again. We are saved, and we are healed, and we are delivered. So this is that revelation I'm talking about. So I'm going to talk to you today about the three greatest words ever spoken by Jesus. Okay, come on. What are you thinking? Just for a minute, Bible scholars, I'm going to tease Paul Daniels because I love Paul. Paul turned 70 about two weeks ago. He's one of the leaders in this place. Paul Daniels has been an amazing guy here. Paul, you know me pretty well. If I said the three greatest words ever spoken by Jesus, what are they? It is finished. It is finished. Ralph and Paul think these are the three greatest words ever spoken. I would argue that with anybody. The three greatest words that Jesus Christ ever spoke, it is finished. Remember, by way of reminder, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to share on It is finished. Haven't, doesn't the church know that yet? Don't, don't, doesn't your beautiful bride have that one down? No, they need to be reminded. Ralph, you need to be reminded. It's finished, it's done. It is finished. John 19 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And at that very moment, the vow was torn from top to bottom. What man could never accomplish through religion and the law and the old covenant, impossible to ever achieve a relationship with the living God, the true God, could never have been done through religion and the old covenant. Jesus accomplished. Is that like unbelievable? Because he came to do the will of the Father. He came to reveal the Father. And he did his assignment. And he died on that cross. And he paid a price for you and I. It is finished. So we're going to talk a little bit about some revelation of it is finished. Because when you have revelation... That it is finished. That Jesus paid the price. That it is enough for what Jesus did. Your life will be transformed. Your life will be transformed. (laughs) Do you know that God, again, this is one of them, that God was in Christ on the cross, reconciling the world to himself? that he who had no sin took on sin so that we could be the righteousness, righteousness of god i mean come on now i mean I'm, I, this is like this is try, your neighbors not going to be impressed with this why because if they don't know christ they have no revelation god was in christ reconciling the world to himself God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave himself. God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world through his son. This is is, Jesus makes us happy. Come on. Right? It's like, and when he said it is finished, when that vow was torn, total access. I have the NFL network. I am so excited. I love football. You do not know me and know that I do not love football. Thursday night, Broncos Ravens. My house. <laughs> love it. Love it. I got, they got a show called Total Access. Non-stop football news. Well, this is what you're doing, I'm watching Total Access. An hour later, what are you doing? Watch it, total access. <laughs> Honey, there's nothing else on. There's so much junk on this thing that I got the NFL network. Total access. You realize it is finished. Total access. Total access to the Father forever. Because of what Jesus did. He is not, God is not far off. He's not angry. He's not impersonal. He is Jesus. He is Jesus. He's approachable, kind, so loving, so gracious. His blood washes you of your sin, covers him forever, no longer to ever be remembered. And his thoughts toward you outnumber the little pebbles, the little pebbles on the ground of the sand, of the sea, of the ocean, all over the world. God loves People. And he restored himself. He reconciled God, reconciled us to himself. Because, again, I'm going to have some fun with this because this is my opinion. But the greatest thing that was in the heart of God is that he would have a relationship with us. And he would have a relationship with you. He wants a relationship. So on a Thursday afternoon, no matter what's happening, on a Tuesday morning at work, just so you know, I mean, I had a blue-collar job where I sorted a lot of laundry. Jeff Warburton here, he's probably with the the teens. Thousands of shirts and pants. And a moment, one moment, blue-collar job, sweating like a pig. Jesus, you're so beautiful. There he is. He just had to be aware of his presence. He'd never leave me or forsake me. He's not far off. He's not mad at me. He's not angry. It is finished. Yeah. Revelation. I have access to the Father 24-7 all the time. <clears throat> is that like really cool or what? I mean, is that, I, it's amazing, right? Are we saying about amazing? So God wants us to have revelation so that When we wake up tomorrow or we leave here today, Jesus is alive. It's not an Easter message. Jesus is real. He's in heaven. It's not for someday. Because, you know, he said he he promised us eternal life. Where's my Bible scholars? Eternal life is, everybody should be saying, to know the only true God. And this is eternal life, that you would know the only true God and his son, Jesus Christ. That's eternal life. We don't strive on earth, die, oh, great, we get the benefit of heaven. That is awful. It's like, I know this great, um, I was talking to my son yesterday. I was sharing with him, for those of you who weren't here last week, I got a little crazy. Steve called it like there was a cleanup in aisle seven. (laughs) Um, but I got really carried away with uh, what's up with that, remember? What's up with that? Woo-wee, what's up with that? And the whole what's up with that thing <clears throat> was, uh, was telling Chris, imagine knowing somebody who had a dad who was a king. And the king was the wealthiest king, and the kid had access to everything. And you met him on the street, and he was in teared up jeans, and he was a stinking mess, and he didn't have no food, and he was begging. What's up with that? You know, like, woo wee right? What's up with that? I mean, it's like a poo. It's like, what's up with that? Aren't you the king's son? Yeah, I am. I don't get it. I don't get it. I said, that's what I feel like Jesus sometimes is doing with his beautiful bride. So I got crazy last week. You know, what's up with that? Right, Tom? The king's son is living in poverty. When he has access to the Father and all that, all of heaven is his. When Jesus said it is finished, please get revelation that you are a son and a daughter. And you believe on him and he, he did it all. He, what he did was enough that you are a son and daughter of the king. I'm telling you, I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, I've heard this one preacher used to go, that's good preaching. That's That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that is just good st- that's good stuff. <clears throat> all you gotta do is talk about Jesus. You can't go wrong. <laughs> sometimes I do these tapes, you know, and you know, I, I, sometimes I get so crazy with myself. I'll listen i listen to a tape and I'll get this feeling it's all full of works and performance and it drives me nuts. And I go, Lord, man, these people make it sound so hard all the time. If you prepare, if you prepare, if you do this, 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 if you prepare, he might come and have an encounter with him. Really? Because Jesus said it was finished, the vow was stored from top to bottom, and all I got to do is show up, I think. If I show up and I have a relationship with him all week, I'm not trying to perform on Sunday. You know, it's like it drives me a little crazy. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit's good because he'll say, Yes, is preparation good? Yes. <laughs> but all, you foolish Galatians, why do you, you foolish Galatians, why do you start off in grace and want to work yourself into the law? Where it's just like, you foolish man, Ralphie, you foolish person. <clears throat> Love me, know me, this is eternal life that you would know the true God. Believe in me. Walk with me, talk with me, skip with me, sing with me, cry in the kitchen with me, and you'll be fine. This is the preparation of your heart from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Can't give what you don't got. Kind of trying to make it, fake it. can't Can't fake it. So here we are, sons and daughters of the king. Well, I just want to remind you of who you are. But when Jesus said it's finished, that's why we have total access. Complete, total access to the Father. I've been with a lot of friends lately in our little, our little lingo. You know, everybody likes their little lingo. It's like, man, is God giving you some amazing, fresh Fresh, not just revelation, right? Fresh revelation. Jen, fresh revelation of the finished work of the cross. Like, whoa. So, you know, I add in, is he giving you any fresh revelation of the fullness, the fullness of the finished work of the cross? (laughs) Is he giving you any revelation, fresh revelation, of the fullness of the work of the great high priest. I like that one too. Revelation of the finished work of the cross. What was accomplished? Why did it have to happen? Fresh revelation, which what? Revelation, what What does it do? It produces transformation. It changes you. Wow, Jesus did that. Father, help lift the vow, open my eyes. You did all that so I could... You did that so I could do this. You know, Jesus had a new covenant. The finished work of the cross is a better superior. There's a new covenant. When he said it is finished, he abolished the law. Grace and truth now come in faith through Jesus Christ. The truth is the old covenant could never have obtained what the new covenant Achieved. that means man in religion and works and law could never have accomplished what Jesus knew he had to do, because he who took no, he who had no sin took all of sin on himself so that we, by faith in him, believing in him, could be the righteousness of God. That's powerful. So it is finished. We'll wrap this up a little bit. Jesus himself, for the very first time when he came, revealed who God truly is. I pray that if you're here and you haven't, you know, it's been a, there's still that, who is God really like? I'm telling you, you want to call me, spend time with me, but I I would say, study your Bible, but I'm going to make it easy for you. If you have seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. Exact representation. Not one hair out of place. Jesus is the Father. What's God the Father like? He's just like his son. Exactly. Is he kind? Does he gouging out people's eyes? Is he burning cities? No, actually he's healing and delivering and br- He's, he's, he's healing broken hearts and he's raising the dead and saving and healing and delivering. Jesus did all these things. The old was in, the new is out, a better way. This is the whole idea of Jesus establishing the new covenant. I don't ever want us to forget that Jesus took the punishment for all of our sin. He took the punishment for all of our sin. I like the way this. This says it. I wrote this down because I thought it was really neat. Let's see if I got it here. Maybe I didn't write it down. But I love the way it said it because a lot of get, people get confused about the wrath of God. But Jesus took upon himself all of our sin, and the wrath for sin was placed on him. And so he took it all so that we could be completely free. The power over sin, given, you know, this is just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. But but I want to remind you today that all of your sins have been forgiven. And you have a new heart. And you have the mind of Christ when he lives in you. You've been completely accepted. You are completely loved. You are a son and a daughter by believing in Jesus. He accomplished that. So please, if you're a believer in Jesus and you have access to the Father and he's a king, we don't want to see you on the street living in poverty. You're breaking the Father's heart. When he said it was was finished, it is finished, the three most powerful words Jesus ever spoke, you can never again say, God never showed me what his love looked like. Because Jesus, on that cross, being God himself, reveals the depths of unspeakable, uncomprehendable love of God for mankind. And then make it personal, make it for you. God loves you. And he sent his son to die for you. And the choice you have is to receive him. And I like this, bow my knee, because when God reveals Jesus as Lord... I believe all you can do is bow your knee and you receive him like a child by faith. And you can ask any five-year-old, where does Jesus Love? He's in my heart. He indwells you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you, never abandon you. He's amazing. So when he said it is finished, the depths of God's love were revealed once and for all. We learned a beautiful series years ago. It's called, uh, it called Experiencing God, Henry Blackaby. And at a critical point in my life, boy, I don't know the year we did that, but man, I was like working three jobs and had five kids. And that's not a lie. I was working three jobs, had five kids. And I'm a first generation born again, saved, right? I mean, And what I mean by that is man, it takes some time to learn some stuff. So I dealt with rage. I dealt with anger. I dealt with so much junk. It was like, I, you know, I, the truth is I didn't know who I was. That's why I love the message of this house and what's in my spirit now because now somebody can get, you know, all the stuff I walk through, somebody can get saved today. And I'm, the first thing I'm going to tell them is their identity in Christ. And they, you, man, you don't have to go through years of that. I'm going to help you. We're going to speed this along. We're gonna, this process is going to be accelerated. Right? And that's all part of the journey. That's why I love meeting people like I'm five generations. I'm like, Woo, yeah, I love that. I'm five generations born again, right? Our kids, our grandkids. But during that time, working five jobs. I'm sorry, working yeah five jobs, five kids. Working three jobs, having five kids. Bunny trail. Where the heck was I going with that anyway? Oh boy, try to get that one back. Oh, awesome. Experiencing God, Henry Blackbeat, said this, and it was one of them things that from the moment I learned it, I never forgot it. So I mean, this is good. Anything you ever experience in your life, anything, the worst thing, you're looking at that thing, that circumstance, and behind it is the backdrop of the cross. And the backdrop of Christ on that cross, as big as can be, it's always there. Oh, I'm going through this. Oh, there it is. I, I never lose sight of the cross of Christ and what he accomplished because it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Nothing compares to that. I, I'm uncertain of his love. Oh, there it is. Look, I almost lost it for a minute, but there it is. It's displayed for all to see for all eternity. I'm not confused. God loves me. He's so good. So in that finished work of the cross, it is finished. God displayed his love forever to be known by you. The last thing I want to end with is on on September 25th we're doing what we call our Wednesday Connect. It's a great time. You're all invited. You have to sign up, but you are invited. Wednesday Connect, connecting. Families, we all share dinner from 6 to 7. is in charge of it. Last year was a great time. It was like off the charts. Dinners, friendship, fellowship, six to seven. We all have dinner. We throw a little in the kitty, right? Everybody chips in. There's always enough. And then we do some fun Bible study. We had great adult Bible study, I guess you could call it. I love this Kingdom Living Training Center. That never took off, but uh, call it adult Bible study. People like that better. Um, Inside joke. So, Chris and Dick O'Reilly, Dick and Chris O'Reilly, on September 25th, Wednesday night, are starting to sing with Watchman Knee. Whew! Read a little Watchman Knee. Unbelievable. The book is called Sit, Walk, and Stand. And where I want to leave, where I want to end this today, and Rebecca, would you mind coming up and playing? You know I love that. I have to, I have to close with music, Rebecca. It can be so quiet out there sometimes. And The piano starts playing and the Holy Spirit's presence is so real. It really is. Music's amazing. The atmosphere of heaven. God created music. So you're hearing my voice this morning. You're being reminded. I hope that your memory is being refreshed. I hope that you're having fresh revelation. little teasing there, but I hope you have fresh revelation of the fullness of the finished work of the cross. This great high priest who laid down his life, who shed his blood, who did the work that the Father had him do, because he did the work, we can now rest. So when we rest, we have understanding and revelation There we are seated with him in heavenly places. He has taken us from that pit and he has set us on a solid rock. He'll never leave you. This place of rest breaks down all competition, it breaks down jealousy among the brethren, it breaks down jealousy and striving in your own heart of striving to be accepted of always having to perform because maybe God will like you just a little better. It breaks it all. So when you're resting and you're sitting in heavenly places with him, you can be yourself. And you can be full of love. And you can say, Papa, what are my gifts? And what what do you want me to bring to the table for your kingdom and for your glory? Because he does have, he's created us for good works. He's created us for good works. He wants to use you. And then we find that we're walking. So we're sitting with him in heavenly places, and then we're walking this thing out. Several weeks ago, Liza came up. Cameron came up. John came up. Mary Beth came up. Who is my fifth beautiful person? I don't know. Ann Hogan came up. And they shared it. What's it like to walk this thing out? What does this kingdom life look like? Right? What's it look like Every day. And we walk this thing out filled with the Holy Spirit. We sit with Him in heavenly places. We're resting in the work of the cross. We walk it out knowing that we're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we walk it out knowing that we're sons and daughters, we have a good identity. And then we stand. And we stand. I love this because standing means holding your ground. I guess what's beautiful is I'm learning more and more even about this Watchman Knee book If I pray that that God would make me an overcomer, it's it's, it's an error because I am an overcomer. If I'm praying for victory, I'm praying in error because I am victorious. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Jesus Christ is victorious. Jesus Christ is an overcomer. He has already paid for it. When he said it was, it is finished, it is finished, he won, and he won us, and he won us back, and he restored us. Believers are restored to the Father. So now we rest, and we sit with him in heavenly places, we're empowered to walk this thing out, filled with the Holy Spirit, and we stand, and we stand on the ground that he won, and we're taking ground, but we never are in a place of Weakness because he is amazing. He is powerful. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you for the privilege of being one of many throughout the world, the privilege of shepherding your people to encourage them, to encourage them to know you, Jesus, to love you, Jesus, to remember to be refreshed in their memory of when you said it is finished, all that you accomplished. And Father, I just hit a little bit of it, but I pray for revelation that will produce in us change because we can live differently. Father, I pray for everybody here that they would know that they are the righteousness of Christ because Christ did it all. It's enough. Lord, we pray for revelation that he who knew no sin took on the wrath of God uh, with our sins, and that we are now the righteousness of God. We thank you that we have a relationship. The greatest thing in your heart, Father, is that we would have a relationship with you, that we would know you, the true God. We would know you. We'd experience you. We would walk with you and talk with you, and we would enjoy you. Father, I pray for revelation that through the, it is finished, through the work of the cross, through what happened with that veil being torn, now we have open face, that we would know we can approach you, that you're approachable, and we can have a friendship. We can enjoy God. Thank you, Lord. And Father, when we radiate this glory, we don't have to work to try to win people to you. They'll just say, why are you happy? because of Jesus. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I really do have the month of May. All I can do is tell you that Jesus makes me happy. I'm so grateful that God loves me. So Father, we ask, we ask you, Holy Spirit, you would take us deeper in our understanding of all that you accomplished. And Father, I bless your people. I bless your sons and daughters. I pray encouragement for them. Father, as the healing teams come up and we get ready to pray for people, I pray, Father, if there's one person who said, I've been struggling because I have not been able to see God clearly, you would lift the veil. You'd lift the veil. And Father, even use the prayer teams. Father, we believe that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nobody here should have a sickness or a disease. Father, we want to pray for the sick and believe for miracles. Father, we thank you for Grace and her team as they'll release prophetic words, which they're releasing the very affection of God. They're releasing the very now, they're they're releasing the word of the Lord to bring strength and encouragement to your people. Thank you, God, that we can hear from you, that you speak to us, that you're alive. So, Father, we thank you that Jesus, when you said it is finished, the heavens shook, the paradigm, everything shifted and changed. And we just love you so much, and I ask you to bless your people. In Jesus' name.